Okay. So. Oh my God. Exactly. I knew, I knew that this was coming. I've been bracing myself all morning. Growing up. Mm -hmm. Who were your three male celebrity crushes that impacted your life? Okay. Okay. I, I know, I know this. I know this. And for context, Jordan did give me a heads up that he was going to start things off with a question today. So all morning I've been like, what, what is the question going to be? Um, okay. I want to make sure I'm getting the right last name for this first person. Okay. So when I was very, very young, like grade one, grade two, I wrote two letters that you need to know about that make up the principle of who I am today. Okay. The first was to the Ritz cracker company (laughs) saying that I really wanted a barbecue flavor of cracker. (laughs) And for context, I don't know if my mom actually sent these letters, but I wrote them. I'm dead. And then the other one was to Corey Feldman. Oh my God. Yeah. I guess I had watched the Goonies and that was probably like my earliest crush on a guy. But like we're at not, the time I was just like, he's so cool, you know? We're not far in age at all, but that is your 80s moment. I know, it's that like really that. dates me. Like, and I, <laughs> I don't stand by that decision. Um, so he would be number one. Number two would be Brian from the Backstreet Boys. Stop. Which I'm very ashamed of today. Like, well, he's, he's like... Uh, not a good person. Yeah. Yeah, so I... But I was like, I was a big Backstreet Boys fan and they were my first concert. And in like the the war between like, you know, how everyone is either like Nick mm. or Brian, I think. Oh, I, I was thought you were going to say like NSYNC or Backstreet Boys. No, NSYNC wasn't even a factor for me. <gasps> yeah. I, I gasped, but I'm actually yeah. agree. I'm meant to agree with you. I'm the same. I never bought their albums. I liked their, like, their singles, but yeah. no one was hot enough to, to persuade me, I think. Sorry, um, uglies. And then I could go in a few directions for the third one. I feel like I've spoken about one of them before on this podcast, Harrison Ford in Star Wars. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I want, I want that. Um, I feel like, yeah, I'll, I'll say him as my official third. I really, I sound a lot older than I think I am with these choices, but. Yeah, you maybe 45. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Maybe you are. Um, I did not expect those answers at all. Corey Feldman is the real one. Brian, part. I knew. Yeah. yeah, Brian, I knew because you've told me that before. But yeah. the other two, like Harrison Ford, I find incredibly attractive. Even now when he shows up to the Oscars, like he just woke up. Like I'm always in. I'm not so much in these days, but I'm okay. happy for you. There's well, no me judgment. and Callista Cal- <laughs> Yes. You and Callista Flockhart. <laughs> And be over there with your man. Um, who were your three? Okay, I so actually don't know if I know. Probably not, but I think we've talked about this before because sometimes our group of friends will always say, like, who's your like mm-hmm. your crush that's like like your celebrity crush, but like nobody else would pick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think I didn't have never mentioned this though because it doesn't fit that topic. I think mm-hmm. mine as a teenager was like, and let me bring us back into the 2000s from where you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get more current. Jake Gyllenhaal, which is a basic oh, answer. Yeah. But... He's my phone background right now. <gasps> no, he's not. Yeah, he is. Here, I'm showing. <laughs> <laughs> I said it like that way two months ago, almost as a joke for myself, because I think I just needed like positivity to get me through the day. And I was like, you know what? You know who's hot? Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I'm dead. 
I love Jake Gyllenhaal. My film background used to be um, me and <laughs> Session. Yeah. And then I got through that phase of needing that. And I was like, I'm good. <laughs> it's like you realize I know that I'm in love. I don't have to see yeah. it all the time. I have to time. see you every day. Like, no. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, this is your one escape. <laughs> my other one, I think this is also a basic answer. And this just cor- like connects to last week's podcast episode. Hugh Jackman. Okay. But like Wolverine Hugh Jackman. That's funny. Because... I was more of an Iceman. Um, Sean. Oh. What was his, what's his Shana, name? Uh, I was going to say Sean William Scott. Sean Ashmore. No, it's not Sean Ashmore. Sean Ashmore. Sean. Sean Ashmore? Sean. The Canadian guy with who's a twin. They're yeah, twin yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Iceman. I'm Googling this. Iceman Sean Canadian. Sean Ashmore. Yeah. 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 That was formative too in the first X-Men. Second one too. Yeah. And then I listen. I prepared myself for this, and now I'm forgetting who the third person is. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm mm-hmm. just gonna put those two for now. <laughs> okay. Well, you you circle back when you have your third. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's so interesting thinking back to like, yeah, I had a lot of like young, like crushes at the time. But even when I was a kid, it, it's like you don't really register that as a crush. Yeah. Until well, you're like, wait a second. You just connected me to what my third answer was, and it was basically like the male cast of Desperate Housewives. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Who was your favorite? What husband was your favorite? So I always forget the actor's name. Lynette's husband? Yeah, Yeah. Tom. 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 So I've said this before, I think, too, but, like, Desperate Housewives and Brothers and Sisters was, like, our family night together. On Sundays, we'd all watch all those shows together. But, like, I was watching under a different lens. Mm -hmm. So then all the, like... You're it's formative, right? And you're watching that stuff. And I was like, hold on a second. And like, love the women. Yeah. But something yeah. else is happening on this yeah. show. <laughs> I was never that big of a fan of Mike Delfino. That's the no, character's name. At I, all. And yet all the moms, all the moms were like hungry for him. It was like Lynette's husband, uh, Gabrielle's husband, the uh, John Tucker Must Die actor. Yeah. I'm operating at like a three today. Um, Rex, who's Rex? Isn't Rex Bree's husband? All I remember is the line oh my God. Rex cries after he orgasms. Yes, but yes, okay. But I don't know if I would place him that high up, but that's my third answer is that yeah. entire male cast. I was obsessed, and remember, I was like a teenager, and obviously, yeah. you were as well. But I was obsessed with, um, like, uh, Bree's gay son. Yes, that was a crush. That was yes. a crush. And again, I'm saying I was a teenager, so I can say that I had a healthy crush on another teenager. Yeah, absolutely, it's fine. Um, but like, just like, and also the whole gay thing, I was like, yep. wow, me, yeah, very me. Yeah, it was actually incredibly identifiable. And you're like, not only is he like cute, but also mm-hmm. like, oh, this is like I'm watching this with my mom. Like, this is getting weird. It's mm-hmm. getting. Weird. I think I like just circling back because I'm I'm still on X-Men right now. I would have like fantasies of myself with like all the the male cast of X-Men looking back. You know what? I said Hugh Jackman, but I think at the same time, yes, Sean Ashmore as well, but also um James Marsden mm-hmm. in costume. As, in costume as Cyclops is yeah. like everything I've ever needed. Yes, exactly. And um eventually like Colossus in the movies. I mean, there are so many hot guys. 
um <laughs> what's his name Fraser as a beast oh <laughs> definitely in costume for that you can have toad oh my god Stop. <laughs> oh my god what a classic era of cinema that was well it was very formative mm-hmm. um how are you doing josh how was your week i'm good i Woke up this morning and I don't know if you can notice, but I was like, I'm going to cut some of my hair today, which I've done before in quarantine. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, because I didn't do a really good job, but it's mostly <laughs> on the side. I really fucked it up today. Like the back is just, we don't we don't talk about it. We don't have to see yeah. it. We're not even, I bought a um, a baseball cap this week and you know me, I don't wear hats. You, don't, you, have, you wear like a fancy hat once in a while, like yeah. once a year. But. <laughs> Listen, I think if there's one thing that everybody should know about me in the last year, it's that I've proven that I can really pull off any look. No, uh, I'm just, I think I just wanted to, I avoided hats the whole time because I just didn't think they looked good on me. But now I'm like, you know what? I think it looks fine. So I've gone for several walks wearing my hat. And that's, if that convinces you enough, then that's all you need. It's growth. I, I think I've convinced myself that I'm a hat person, but I think um, my head is far too big to do mm. that. Um, I gave up on the home haircuts three months in and you I did the I, ultimate home haircut. Well, I reinvented myself as a bald. Yeah. Yeah. I, and this is like your, your winning era. I think, you know what? I don't want to sound this way, but shaving my head changed my life. And it looks great. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It's far more work than having hair. People don't realize. No, people don't realize. And also like uh, as a male and getting older and I had thinning hair, it was at a crossroads. And I was like, I think this is the time. And it was mm-hmm. like April or May. And I had Sasha and just like buzz it. And the first time you buzz it and then look in the mirror, you it's quite yeah. jarring because yeah. you're like, oh, this this is not what <laughs> I thought I would see. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I made a big mistake. My head's too Mm -hmm. big. I don't have the shape for the head. And then you do it. You shave it a few more times. Like, also, I'm not like buzzing it. I'm like razor, like to the scalp bald. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm saying is this as if no one has ever seen a picture. (laughs) I just live in the dark. Describe bald to me. (laughs) What means bald? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, that was my journey. I just like I tried. I didn't even try to cut my hair. It was just getting to the point that it yeah. looked like uh, the top of like a potato when you like take it out of the ground. <laughs> I was like, I don't want those. What a visual. Mm. And I honestly, I can't even like, well, obviously I can remember you before, but I think now the baldness is just like permanently ingrained in my head, like my mental image of you. I look at old pictures and I'm like, who do you think you were? <laughs> the audacity. Literally like <laughs> it was a journey anyway. Yeah. Um, so should we just get right into it? Let's get into it. This is Loves It, a podcast. <laughs> that was a long intro. Um, I think, like, I know we're now at the end of both of our summer house journey, kind I of. I thought you were going to say at the end of our ropes, and I was like, well. Mentally, I that am, too. Yes, Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I'm there. And then this week, the first part of the summer house reunion aired. Yeah. I I know both of our thoughts, obviously, we talked about this, but I yeah. think just for here, it was riveting. I am, and again, keep in mind, I obviously just started watching the show like yeah. two weeks ago. I know. But 
I'm just so proud to see it get like a proper reunion format because it really shows that this is Bravo saying like, okay, what we have here, this is sexy. Like this is what is working. Yeah, I wish the set was sexier. Yeah, I. What's, what's the theme? It's like just a Hamptons theme, right? It, the theme is like uh, a garden at like a Loblaws. I really do as much as much as like it is not the most visually pleasing. I do like how every time they're doing these pandemic reunions, like the set stylist just chooses utter chaos every time. Like it literally picks up. It's like a like a design competition on like a show. Like they yeah, just grab yeah. what's available to them. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I constantly think of the Potomac reunion where A, they were all in like the brightest shade of yellow, but then the set itself was very, um, I want to say Portland because that's what Karen called it when she was there oh at that Portugal. <laughs> um, yeah, these sets are just something else. The sets are wild. This set particularly mm-hmm. is wild. The theme that was given for the dress code, which I don't even judging by dress code judging by how everybody was dressed it's not a dress code i'm thinking it's like based on the show like hampton summer-esque yeah yeah but no one understood the theme which is funny because summer house is a show where like they constantly do themed parties well yeah they did that one this year which was great everyone kind of nailed that one but like this i'm just looking at it and i'm like there so there's no group text evidently and no one was sending options to Mm -mm. each other and I'm going to say this. I think Paige will regret this hair and this dress for a very long time. It's very uninspiring to me. That bow, I don't know. It just reads, I'm not a fashion expert, but I saw it and I was like, this kind of reminds me of like the CW circa 2011. Well, she posted in her Instagram story that like it's it was inspired by like an Ariana outfit, which has like a dress and it has a bow too. But Ariana's hair was like this big like, like bouffant I don't know if I'm saying that right like a big thing in the back with like a, a wrap like a I'm having a stroke like a wrap on her head and then like a big bang but like Paige give herself like half a mullet I don't know how we got here I'm just picturing Ariana Grande with like did you ever hear that urban legend of like the beehive hair yes like someone with a nest of bees <laughs> no, in their hair isn't that from that YTV show freaky stories yeah, yeah. this is a true story um I do think Amanda, like, I don't hate it. I don't know what it is, but I don't hate it. It looks comfortable, and I like the <laughs> color. Uh, you're ready to go for a walk, aren't you? The Oh, my gosh. So many points this week. I've been on the Loverboy website and looking at the sweaters, and I'm like, should I? Should I'm I on it? the wait list for the gray one. <laughs> the gray one? Oh, I like the other, like, the, the colorful ones that just came out. Those are fun, oh. too. I want because Kyle wore it this season, like the gray yeah. crew neck. Yeah, yeah, that was with, good. With just the blue lover boy logo. Yeah. <laughs> like we need mental help because like I don't <laughs> want to walk around this city with a lover boy sweater. Promoting their product, just like, yeah. And then, like, Not in Canada. This, if I say, yeah, you can't buy this here at all. And if I see someone, whatever, they're like, oh my God, let's say they're like, I love your sweater. Where did you get it? And I'm like, oh my God, have you seen Summer House on Bravo? <laughs> How long do you have? Because we can have a conversation. So I would start with season three. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, like, again, we've spoken about this, but who so far for you in the reunion is like your top performer? And then, I mean, Hannah Burner is obviously the, the worst performer in the reunion, so you don't have to say that, but any other person that's not standing out, et cetera. Well, 
twice this week you have sent me a literal like report card of people's performances on tv <laughs> shows and your i think danielle was also uh yeah, yeah danielle was your number one she's top marks she okay so i'm just gonna say this for you i josh oh. was not sold on danielle in season three and then season four she was demoted to not being on the show at all friend and then, of friend of barely and then mm-hmm. season five I think both of us were just like, oh, this is a, thank you for showing up. Like, this is great. And she really became the voice of reason, also involved in conflict, but not too deep in it. Mm -hmm. Told Lindsay. (laughs) Am I the problem in this relationship? You are. (laughs) A plus delivery. (laughs) And then I'm watching this reunion and halfway through, I was just like, oh, you, you, you studied, Mm -hmm. you came prepared. And like she just does it in such like a a calm and cool manner where she's just like you know what I'm not gonna go uh go as hard on you as I want to but just know that I'm not happy with you. Well, she said something kind of like there's so much I can say right now, but I'm trying to hold my tongue in. And I was like, sis, like get her on like a housewife show. She's great. Yeah, because I always try to imagine myself myself in that situation on a reunion. Myself, me myself, (laughs) and I was always like. Like Danielle is what you want to come off like, but mm-hmm. I know I would come off like Hannah or like <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> That's exactly it. I almost like picture myself and I'm like, yeah, I would be the Danielle in that situation. But I just know for a fact that I would be like the Barbara Kay from Roni. <laughs> it would come in for like the third episode. <laughs> Spray tan, just like dripping off my shoulder, <laughs> tears dripping out of my eyes. Just. <laughs> I just, yeah. So Danielle, like, gave me everything I would have ever wanted especially from summer house which is not like everything that's like below deck has decent reunions and I I know you can speak to that more than Mm -hmm. I can housewives obviously they're known for the reunions yeah summer house had that crappy season four reunion I didn't even I watched the first five minutes and I was like I'm logging off just like they should yeah it was not great and they tried whatever Mm -hmm. but like you said like they weren't sent proper cameras whatever this though and the season as a whole really solidified it as like, oh, like Bravo cares now. Like you said, like we know what this is. It's almost in a way a little bit scary to me because I feel like, you know, that amazing feeling we had when we were watching like Roni season nine yep. and we were like, yes, this is it. I just don't know where it can go from here because I think they broke the fourth wall in that um the show started as like an organic group of friends. And so anything that was happening is just kind of like, it can be handled, but now it's kind of evolving into this Bravo show, if that makes sense. Like it's becoming more of a, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, but I'm just saying it's becoming less uh, like, I don't know, raw and real. I don't know where I'm going. I think what you mean maybe is that more people are watching now. So Mm -hmm. it becomes less like, we were just in on it or whoever mm-hmm. was just watching it organically was like, Oh, like, I mean, you were close, like late to the party admittedly, yeah. but like, so was I until last summer, but now it's like, now I'll open Twitter and I see more people talking about it. I'm like, Oh, like, okay, mm-hmm. this is becoming a thing. Like you felt with season nine of New York where it's like even drag race before now yeah. it's like, Oh, we're all watching this in a vacuum and it's fine. But now it's like, oh, like everyone has something to say. Mm-hmm. You really can't get away with a lot, which is fine. People should be held accountable accountable for things. But like, I think what we're also seeing is like this teeter-totter thing where it's like, it's now tipping over to very much a Bravo sphere. Like yeah. you are really in this now, guys. And like, 
you got to operate. And Mm -hmm. this reunion kind of reminded me, obviously not to that level, but like Jersey season four or five, like that really insane reunion that everyone Mm -hmm. posts all the time. Is that the one where um, like something about a raccoon comment? Yeah. 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 I wasn't calling, I wasn't calling Kathy, Melissa Raccoon. I was calling Kathy a raccoon. No, that's season four. I think I always, I always fuck them up, but it's the season five one, but it's that point where the fame and the show kind of come together and mm-hmm. people are just bitter. So we can talk about this a little bit. Hannah really got thrown into the fire. Yeah. And the thing is, so or not like, I would, if I were Hannah and I was watching the show and it had been months since the summer happened, I just feel like I would have gone in a little bit more with a better game plan. So I'm seeing like two sides of the argument here where a lot of people are like, like, you know, like a lot of it was unfair to her. Like it was a lot and it was a bully and it was a bit of a gang up on her. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. sure. But also to your point, I think what's happening is that a lot of the friends are closer than she is with the group as a whole. Mm -hmm. So what she should have done in the past few months is like, try to really just reconnect um, reconnect and be okay and soften everybody's edges. Yeah. But she didn't do that. Yeah. And it shows. It shows. Also the seating order was a bit of a mess. Like she probably should have been beside Andy and then Luke should have been on the other side. Or It Amanda almost looked like it was just first come first serve. It, whenever like, you show you sit there? <laughs> Lindsay's just like, I get the seat next to Andy. Like, you know, that's what she just charged for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, listen, all the stuff that's happening with Hannah on the side is like not where I'm going to go. But like mm-hmm. as a person on this show, I think, we need that element of chaos to yeah. an extent. Yeah. She's completely unaware of what's happening though. And she's bringing down Paige with her, which I need Paige to like wake up. Mm-hmm. If I were Hannah, I would be already planning like my cool down season. I'd be like, okay, so, so season six this summer, I'm going to be under the radar and I'll be funny and friendly. Well, I want her to watch like Bethany season 11 and then Bethany season or 12 or the other way around sorry season 10 and then 11 yeah like Carol Bethany season mm-hmm. which Bethany was like dark-sided and then when Bethany came back and was like oh this is my last season I'm gonna have a good season and whatever <laughs> yeah Ramona needs to give her some advice as well because I think Ramona sometimes has those seasons where she's yeah. a monster but then she immediately is like okay well Ramona season eight is my favorite Ramona well she was kind of that was um that was like not season seven and not season nine when Bethany had that bad haircut and they were going at yeah, it. Mention season, it all. Yeah, season eight were oh, it was the the you fuck everyone. Yeah, yeah. That season. And Ramona was just kind of like a not that involved with the drama. Speaking of Ramona not being that involved. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk but, about it. There was a viral TikTok that went out yesterday of all the Housewives All-Stars. Mm-hmm. You also graded that. I sent Jordan a report card of what I thought their performance gave me with their TikTok vision. The, my top two, I'll say it, Melissa or Zia and Kenya. Yeah. They gave me rhythm. They gave me fluidity. Youth. Youth, vibrance, electricity. <laughs> And everyone else kind of uh, landed a little bit beneath them, but I'm just excited. 
listen, a lot of, I'm seeing a lot of, I've already said this too. I'm seeing a lot of people who are like, you know, there's not a lot of like activated people on this cast to mm-hmm. quote Lindsay from Summer House. But I think even that aside, that TikTok was more entertaining than like yeah. a really bad season of Housewives. Yeah. Like you're having all those personalities in one room. Like I don't care. Yeah. That like replenished a lot of yeah. the electrolytes that I think Housewives, like the Housewives fandom, I think is in need of right now. Yeah. Because there's just uh, so much, there's so much toxic in the community. But it's bad. It's very bad. Um, what else did we watch this week? Honestly, like in my household, it's been the most chaotic mood shifts from yeah. like literally I'm I'm alternating episodes of The Circle and then I'll switch over to Handmaid's Tale and then I'll switch over to The Big Big Beat with Bethany Frankel. So I also watched The Big Big Beat. <laughs> And the actual title of the show is The Big, the big shot. shot with Bethany. It was incredible and in chaotic at the exact same time. For me, it, it reminded me or it took me back to watching like season one or season two of The Apprentice. Like I, I've not really watched any Apprentice seasons since those days. And I hate so much that that show is forever tainted because you look at like what it kind of gave us in the early seasons in terms of its contestants and yeah. it was, you know, so engaging. So it, it is nice to kind of see, or not nice, it's surreal to see this sort of show brought back in this manner again. Um, but wow. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, if you don't know, it's basically like you get a shot to work for Bethany as a VP, mm-hmm. whatever that may mean to her. I do- <laughs> someone who just literally plugs in her phone for her and if you didn't like bethany on housewives you might not like her here even it's, more so yeah it's just not my favorite uh version of bethany and I, th- mm-hmm. I think you definitely agree with that but like housewives bethany is an all-star an icon yeah forever the moment within the context of the show she's great yeah on this it's like on steroids times 10 and like someone took a bunch of Adderall like it's crazy I'm like shaking whenever I'm watching just like taking a sip of water because I just don't know how to handle it we watched the first two episodes back to back and I literally was shaking for like three hours after I was like I I feel like I've been attacked this morning I went because I wanted to watch the second episode and then I realized that I had watched the second episode And I was sitting there and I was like, wait, what? Like, what about DJ Rosé? Like, what's happening? Like, but then I remembered exactly what happened because it's there, there's no like episodic format no to arc. it. Yeah. So I think it just kind of bleeds into the next one and all the pandemonium of it all. Um, yeah, it just, it, that was a moment for me this morning. I want to see Tyra Banks watching this. I would love Tyra Banks to join for season two. <laughs> As the a contestant. <laughs> in in one of those, like, the Tyra show disguises, you know, when they would, like, put her in extreme, like, makeup so she could yeah. blend in. I would love that. Well, I also had chaotic viewing yeah. this week. Chaotic viewing. If you're a friend, you send picture, no? Yeah. Um... I kind of didn't know where I was going this week to watch. And we're wrapping up our Sex mm-hmm. in the City rewatch, which is great. Having a blast as I do every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then 
I watched the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> really? It's I been did. ages since I've it's watched that. Literally been. I was probably 14 the last time I yeah. watched it, and now I'm 30. Yeah. How does and that feel? How did that feel? It felt gross. And yeah. also, I'm an adult man, so, like, watch something else. But yeah. I don't know. Like, I was a big – I'm not – I'm going to really hammer this in. I'm not a Disney gay, and there is a difference. I'm a Disney Channel gay. With his Mickey ears behind you on this shelf. Shut up. <laughs> oh, um those are sessions. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Um, so I watched it and I was like, oh my God, this is like genuinely terrible. Yeah. But like, as I tweeted this, like it opens with Atomic Kittens, the tide is high cover. So <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Beautiful <laughs> film. I think it's wonderful. Also, it was one of the rare theatrical releases based on a Disney Channel show, mm-hmm. which was so crazy at the time. Yeah. To speak on the success of that, because I think the only ones that actually followed, like, based on sitcoms or whatever, was Hannah Montana and then, like, End of List. I think that's it. Yeah, I could be. Yeah. Because you have, like, Selena was in Waverly Place. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't really know that show. I'm too old. I mean, I'm writing letters to Corey Feldman. What am I, (laughs) what am I supposed to do? Um, You, you, your kids were watching it. (laughs) (laughs) Camp Rock, but I don't think that was theatrical. No, those were Camp like Rock. straight to TV movies, and I never watched those. I was like a classic uh, Disney Channel, two yeah. to two thousand four yeah. kid. The very um, you were in the Mickey Mouse drawing with the wand, Hillary Duff. Uh, You're watching Disney Channel. Uh, happy, <laughs> happy watching. <laughs> um, so I watched it. It's terrible. Also, yeah. having Hillary Duff. And I say this with the utmost respect as someone who collected all three of her greatest hits albums. So many hits. So many hits, so many compilations. Mm -hmm. Having her play two characters at the same time and one having an accent, I thought was a bit of a a task for that kind of actress at that age. She got roles that really required her to do things that she couldn't do. Like that, um, remember Raise Your Voice, that viral clip of her, la, 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 la. La 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 la. I think <laughs> that okay, but like I was rewatching Lizzie McGuire, and yeah. also I'm so happy that that raise your voice clip is now a part of like internet culture because yeah. I remember watching that in theaters as a kid. <laughs> I was such a Daphnista. I don't know what the fans <laughs> are called. Yeah, but I was watching it. I was like, oh, hold on a second. There seems to be several other <laughs> voices attached to this. <laughs> is there a demon inside of her? Like, what is? But this? it also exists in the Lizzie McGuire movie. So mm-hmm. when she's singing that final song, What Dreams Are Made Of by Trisha Paytas, yeah. <laughs> she, there's layered vocals to it. And I'm like, wait, like, can Hillary sing at all? At I have that questions. T- and I don't think we're ever really going to get answers. I think she has, I, listen, I love the albums. I'm a stan, whatever was a stan, but like, that something happened in the studio. There's also, she has a a dance double for the final performance. And I'm watching the choreography and I'm like, mama, this is a one-two step and an arm. Like, I mean, part. again, I'm not going to bring up another viral Hillary video, but I will that, um, you know, the red dress choreo today <laughs> show. Just That's actually love. like the way Hillary Duff has become a part of meme culture. Yeah. So interesting. The one of her on the phone, LOL. 
Okay, so there's LOL. There's mm-hmm. basically the shimmy dance at the end of Lizzie McGuire. That's like yeah. a popular gif. There's, um, you can't say that, the gay PSA yeah. ad, which yeah. is fucking timeless. It will never go out of style. Never. And then, um, what else was there? You're watching Disney. The Disney Channel blooper yeah. where she's very clearly just woke up and has a cold. Yeah. There's the GMA performance or the Today Show performance mm-hmm. with the red dress, which is basically the most iconic choreography. Probably piece. the best choreo that we're ever going to see in our life. Of all time. Yeah. There was a point, I think, for both you and I, like last year for two weeks where we just watched that on a loop. In early pandemic, part of me was like, should I just learn this choreo right now? <laughs> I never did, but I'm still playing with the idea. But then I'm like, I need to find the proper venue for that. Like everyone was learning the WAP choreo. And yeah, and like, I was busy oh, no. with Hillary. There's that. I feel like there's more. I know. it. It You do kind of forget just how iconic she is in a lot Three of ways. Three greatest hit albums. She is a walking greatest hit album. Like, sorry, name more than three songs? Sure. I can. But I can name every meme. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's the theme song for um, Laguna Beach. Let the, let the rain. Oh, yeah, come clean. Yeah. Oh, Come Clean is timeless. Literally so good. And she saw what Avril, Kelly, and Fifi Dobson were doing and said, I have notes and I will be doing pop rock moving forward. Yeah. Get me my guitar. (laughs) (laughs) My dad, when I was 13 or 14, drove me to a Walmart. And left you there. And and (laughs) Hillary was doing an autograph signing for, I think, Metamorphosis, the first album. Yeah. And I remember, this is my earliest memory of like, maybe I'm not who I say I am. Mm -hmm. It was my birthday. Someone got me the CD, probably my mom. And we were putting it in, like, I was just downstairs, like, looking at it, probably, like, we're going to put it in the stereo. And my dad's like, oh, like, do you think she's cute or whatever? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, sexy lady. (laughs) I love that 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 is technically your first crush then. Forget about the other three that you gave me. Hugh Jackman. Hillary. Ugly. Yeah. Big Gyllenhaal. Loser. (laughs) Stuffed by death. Mm -hmm. That was another moment for me, but we're (laughs) going to stop this conversation before it gets worse. Um, What else happened this week? I, I actually watched the first half of Bridesmaids again, because it was the 10 year anniversary of Bridesmaids. I only watched the first half because I know the movie like the back of my hand at this point, but I was just like, oh, that would be cute if I watched a bit of that. It's okay. So like 10 years, first of all, is crazy. I know. Also, it's one of those movies that I have seen so much that I never have to watch it again Mm -hmm. because I know like it became one of those just like beat by beat. I would watch it all the time because it's such a comforting movie too. all two and a half hours of it. Yeah. But this being the 10 year anniversary, I found like so crazy because it's one of my favorite theatrical experiences of Mm -hmm. watching a movie with an audience. Because I remember going like opening weekend, I think Sunday night, me and Fel, my friend, went to like the local theater around us. And like the reviews were amazing. But also Mm -hmm. this was at a time with like in the middle of the R rated comedy boom that was happening. Also, the trailer for Bridesmaids is so bad. I want to revisit it because I almost forget it. That's how unfortunate it is. 
Well, you and I will always go back and forth whenever there's like a trailer for a new comedy. We're mm-hmm. always like, are they hiding the jokes or are yeah. these the only jokes? Yeah, it's very much like a, I have notes. I have notes yeah. for who edited this. So Bridesmaids is that thing where like you had to sell it to like both a male and female audience mm-hmm. at the same time. You had to sell it as a romantic comedy, but also a friend movie. All the jokes, all the good jokes are like not something you can really put in a no. trailer. I feel no. like the shitting in the sink thing is in the trailer, probably. Uh yeah, I oh yeah, I remember they they teased the beginning of that scene. Yes. Yeah, we got food poisoning from that restaurant. Yeah. That movie though is just like I feel like it's one of those movies that at the same at both times it's not overrated, but maybe like we get it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, do we actually talk about it enough? Yeah, I agree. It's strangely a movie that like a lot of line deliveries stay with me to this day that I'll just kind of bring up in conversation. Like, do you have any of those from Bridesmaids? Uh, Shit that's fresh is like a part of like what I say every day, Mm -hmm. probably. Uh, The way Kristen says lesbian, like forever. (laughs) Yeah. And then Maya Rudolph, when she goes, does anybody have any more shit they'd like to say today? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. The Jordan Almond thing, I know we both love. Yeah. What are I yours? Say, like, mine are, um, so, uh, yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, shit. It's like that one, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, oh, shit, Annie. Yeah, oh, shit. Uh, then the Jordan Almond scene, like, literally, there are times when I am hungry by myself in my apartment, and I'll honestly just say out loud, like, in fact, I'm hungry and I wish I had a snack, like just in that Kristen Wig tone. And then the third, it's not so much something that I say, but I always, for some reason, think of Rose Byrne doing her engagement party toast where she says something like, and I have to have my, my rockin' sushi nights on Saturdays, okay? Like in the most white woman delivery. I think like though it's one of those movies, it could literally be front to back where mm-hmm. it's just every quote is something we've either like made a part of our personality or like is so funny. Like I know for both of us and a lot of people, the Rose Byrne, Kristen Wiig scene of them. I think we, I think we all age. If you're getting older, you're changing. But at the same time, I think what's missed sometimes is that tennis scene right before (laughs) Mm -hmm. where Kristen is playing with like that flop person. Yeah. Carol. Yeah. Get your shit together. I just, I don't know. It ushered in, obviously, the wave of those kind of movies, but Mm -hmm. also, like, it gave us a cast that went on to be, like, if you were making a comedy, you needed, like, you needed a Maya Rudolph who, like, if you know me, like, Kristen to you is Maya to me. Like, I think the most talented person on this earth. Mm -hmm. Melissa became the biggest movie star in the world, a superstar. We were introduced, obviously, like, Damages was happening and a bunch of other stuff at the same time, Marie Antoinette, but, like, I honestly hadn't recognized Rose Byrne until then. I was a little burner. I was a little Hannah Burner. We're, st- we're still burners. House of Burn, as Tom called it. House of Burner this year has given us Tina Burner and Hannah Burner, but House of Burn has given us Rose. And, yeah, I was a big fan of Rose Byrne at the time. I still am. I think she has a very interesting career now. Yeah. Yeah, and I I just I need Spy Two. I need mm-hmm. another huge comedy. 
I want to revisit Get Him to the Greek and just specifically watch the Rose Byrne scenes. I, I don't remember anything else from that movie. Yeah. I don't even know who stars in it. All Seth I know is Rose Rogen. Byrne. No, 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 it's like Jonah Hill, Russell, Katy Perry's ex brand. Yeah, is Kristen Bell in it? Like, I literally don't P. remember. Puff Daddy, maybe. No, he's like the plot. Oh, yeah, I'm like, I don't know, Jordan. Tell me, no, Jackie Q was that movie, <laughs> but I also like now that we have so much time, I'm like. Do I need to like watch damages? Do you? I don't like. I want to. It's Glenn yeah. Close and Rose Byrne. Like that's what I need exactly. on paper, a TV show. But I'm like, you know, I see them commenting on each other's Instagram posts, and that's really that's enough sweet. for me. Mm-hmm. I also saw this week. I forgot to tell you. Rose follows Glenn Close's daughter on Instagram. Oh, it runs. She doesn't deep. like every picture, which I have some notes for, but. Yeah. I love that you have to like check. Be like, well, how close are they really? But isn't that a thing? Mm-hmm. Like I was scrolling and it'd be like seven pictures and then like, okay, Rose like this one yeah. and then another five and then Rose like this one. So she's yeah. not. Maybe she was not, busy that day. Maybe she busy. just wasn't, wasn't on the app. Maybe they're not incredibly close. <laughs> Maybe they were in a fight. While we're here. Mm-hmm. Did you see the pictures of Nicole Kimmon as Lucille Ball? Yes. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. I saw it. Did you like what you saw? I mean, the obvious answer here is no. I really, really want this to work. <laughs> I really want it to pop. The cast is actually really great. Like they have like Aaliyah Shawkat, uh, a few other people that I'm like, great, love this lineup. But I don't know. It just doesn't give me good vibes. It kind of reminds me of, do you remember that viral story years ago where um, some town had erected a Lucille Ball um, yeah. statue and she was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that Nicole looks a little bit sim- more similar than the statue, but not quite. Well, someone tweeted like, I think this week we learned no one knows what Lucille Ball actually <laughs> looks like. And I was like, like there was like three arguments happening at the same time. So it's like, Nicole looks nothing like Lucille. But then the headline that tweeted the pictures like set her up being like, Nicole Kimmon looks splitting like a image. splitting image of Lucille Ball. And I'm like, does she? Yeah, that was and rude. Then, what they did was rude. And then like there was this Deborah Messing fan base that came out of nowhere being like, well, obviously it should go to her. And I was like, do we think Deborah Messing is the actress? The actress, not lookalike. <laughs> but the so like Nicole doesn't look like her, but Nicole is a great actress. Yeah, exactly. Those eyebrows, though. Again, I just need someone to like watch an episode of I Love Lucy. <laughs> we need a consultant on set. Did you ever watch I Love Lucy? Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of. It reminds me of going down to like Florida with my parents when I was a kid. For some reason, I just have like memories of watching this. Again, makes me sound like I was born <laughs> in a time very, very far ago. <laughs> Um, but no, I remember we were just like watched Lucy reruns and I still watch your station wagon. <laughs> All we had was the dim light of a candle <laughs> as I was churning the butter. Um, yeah. And I still revisit like the, uh, the chocolate factory conveyor belt scene, the invited me to Vegemin. Yeah. I remember. What about you? Are you? Yeah, You've I never grew, seen Lucille. Ball, I've never really. seen it. I'm too young, but I know my <laughs> parents have. No, yeah. I 
I think like when I was like 11 or 10 or 11, it was always like on TV yeah. on like a local Canadian station. I want to say Omni. Um, and it was during that, like, remember those times as a kid, like sometimes during elementary school, you'd be able to like go home for two hours or like yeah. you had a half day or like you were sick. Mm-hmm. Like that really amazing time of being a kid and not you having bored, to go. Yeah. yeah. Home was just home. a luxury. And you, you had like the whole day in front of you that felt like three years and you're like, yeah. I can literally do anything. Yeah. So I remember watching it and obviously I, I was too young to like know or like the what, they were saying. what they were saying. I didn't know English. So like, <laughs> I was like, oh, like, this is like really funny. Like, this seems like it's the blueprint for like something. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you grow older and you study that stuff and you're like, oh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still affected by Nicole and Bewitched. So I am like, you've been burned. The sitcom stuff is hard. I think she'll be great. I think while we're talking about great actresses and interesting roles, we are both watching Mare of Easttown. Yeah, we are. Oh my God. What an accent. I think it's great. Again, I am a huge Kate Winslet fan. Like before I was an Amy Adams fan, I was a Kate Winslet fan. You were in the wind. That didn't make sense. (laughs) And I think that like this is definitely the best work that she's done in years, which I'm happy to see because she has, she's been in her flop era for, for sure. She's coming out with avatar movies. I'm sure she was like in an animated horse movie recently as well. I think, which I, that alone is a sentence that I don't live for. The fact that she starred in a movie with Sarah Sharonin and neither you nor I yeah. have chosen to watch it yet yeah. is exactly telling and I'm not saying like, no, I am saying that. I'm actively choosing Same. to not watch it because I will like look at the like at at it being available to watch, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to. I I really, it just makes me feel a little bit cold when I see trailers for it. Like it's by the sea. It's by it's Ray. that. Did you see the SNL sketch? Yeah, <laughs> like a yeah, like it was pretty lesbian like, period drama, like accurate. Mm-hmm. Also, um. Marie, the co-host of Deja the View, one time she tweeted a screen a screen grab of Kate Winslet on The View and the way they uploaded the video of her promoting Ammonite was like, and I hope I'm saying that title wrong. Uh, right. I hope I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> the, the subject, the YouTube header for the video was like, I've never felt more connected to a role before or whatever. And Marie was like, she literally plays like an archaeologist in like 1805 and she's a lesbian. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I oh my always God. think about that tweet. It's so funny. And Kate's recent um, like interview where she basically like <laughs> said, oh, I know a bunch of actors who a lot of people would be scared here. <laughs> a lot of people would be scared here. I and love that ev- meme. I love that everyone was like, she threw that Irish girl right under yeah. the bus. <laughs> and the next day, like Henry Cavill was spotted with like his new girlfriend and everyone was like, Kate had him running scared. That is the exact subsection of the internet that I, you and yes. I both like live for is that yeah. weird like actress like headline moment that then becomes a meme. Like yeah. I can't even describe it, but it's so funny to me. It's very that. But no, oh getting God. back to Mare of Easttown, it's the first episode I was not hooked, but I continued because I had to support Miss Winnie. So I did. And second episode, I'm in. I'm fully in now. Yeah, there's 17 characters. I don't know anybody's don't name know except for yeah. Mayor. Yeah. <laughs> the titular and Mayor, Lady Mayor, Miss, Lady Miss, Lady Hawk. 
Miss Lady Hawk, Miss Mare and her ginormous jewel. Yeah. It reminds me of that scary movie three joke where (laughs) the officer's hat just gets bigger and bigger. bigger. Like if there was like another scary movie, they would make the jewel even bigger. Um, I just love that like she walks with a limp. Her arm is broken. Like a very specific accent. Philly. Found her over, over, over. Like it'll sound like kind of what you and I sound like, but then the O sounds, you're very O. Yeah, it's it's very odd, but I'm living for it. And also like, it's like a, like, it's not a murder mystery, but it's a drama Mm -hmm. murder mystery family arc in a town with a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. I think the first episode I was like, so wait, what is this show? Because I thought it was going to be more of like a murder mystery, but then ultimately- it is exactly what you said. It's it, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things happening at the same time. But I think it's one of those shows that I'm, and I mean this as a compliment. I'm mm-hmm. only I'm only watching to see her performance and everybody yeah. else's. I forget. Did you ever actually watch Sharp Objects? No, I I haven't. Oh my god, that is it's like a good companion piece to this show because they're both kind of like similar beats, I guess. But that is fantastic, phenomenal. No yeah, it's, we were watching it, or I was watching, and Sashin just like passed by the TV, and he's like, "This reminds me of that other show." And I go, yeah. "Gotta, gotta give me a name." And he's yeah. like, "Oh, the one with Amy Adams." And I was like, "Oh, kind, yeah." I was like, "Kind of." It's they're both HBO. There they both go. are characters that have shattered iPhone screens, which mm-hmm. tells you about where they are in life as people. That if you ever just see someone with a broken iPhone screen, and I've been that person, it's. Yeah. It, like okay they've been through it this week they're here they're going through it they're going through it um what else i you didn't want to spoil that you watched a movie but i know what movie it is which one beauty shop oh my god yeah yeah okay well lizzie mcguire was my surprise for you but it was okay yeah yeah we yeah so it's hard because every night we schedule like what we're watching kind yeah. of because I'll sit down and it's seven o'clock and I'm like, okay, what are we doing tonight? Are we wrapping mm. up Sex in the City? Are we watching uh, uh, something else? Am I, is it just a YouTube night? And then mm. like I stare at the ceiling for seven hours. Like, what is it? As one does. Yeah. And I said this the other day. I didn't want to be the person who always talks about their boyfriend on the podcast, but it is a part of Hello, this Sasha. pandemic. Hi. Um he has become a very big movie and TV person, but he never really was. And that's my impact. Thank yeah. you. Um, he's just cuckolded in the corner being like, please watch this with me. I have no one else. You're Siskel and Ebert. Ebert yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's watch a movie. And I'm always like, Sashin loves like between the years 2001 and 2008 of film. Yeah. I don't blame him. No, solid year for cinema. So, that solid year for cinema. Seven years there? Yeah. <laughs> Told you I'm operating at three today. <laughs> um, so we watched it and I'm like, this is terrible, but also amazing. Was and it I your think, first time watching it? No, I've watched it before, mm-hmm. like when it came out, which I think was 2004, 2003. And uh, it's a wild cast. It's Queen Latifah, Alicia Silverstone. And I'll always say it that way because she was the guest 
after Rosie and Elizabeth yes. got to the fight on The View. And Sherry yeah. Shepard always goes, all right. And up next, Alicia Silverstone. And, and then, then didn't goes, she walk? She walked out and she... Um, ignored Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. But after Sherry says that, Rosie goes, no, no, no. We still have time. Yeah. <laughs> jarring. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Bacon playing a, what I'm going to deem a gay Russian question mark hairdresser. Okay. Into it. Kamora Lee Simmons. Andy McDowell. Oh, of course. Famous for hair commercials. L'Oreal commercials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and really the list goes on and on. It's yeah. a collection of actors on a screen. And because I haven't seen it, it's like, it was, it was, a, what is it? A spinoff? It was a spinoff of, I think. Bar- Barbershop? Queen's character in Barbershop. Yeah. The f- first two movies. Yeah. Um, And I said, yeah, that makes sense to me. Also, like she was, and I don't think we talked about this enough. She was such a huge, huge movie star at that time. Mm-hmm. Bringing Down the House was a massive yes. hit. Yes. Um, Last Holiday, which I will talk about until the day I die. Beauty Shop, obviously, which did very well at the box office. I just was looking at the numbers the other day. You know, Chicago. as I do. Chicago. Oscar nominee. Yeah. I've learned in the past week or two that I do have a Queen Latifah blind spot and that I've yeah. not seen Beauty Shop. I've not seen Last Holiday. You would, I think, like Beauty Shop because it's in the vein of like those... Yeah. early 2000s yeah. comedies that are not like very good but they're fun and then last holiday is just a really nice movie to watch mm-hmm. and then bringing down the house is incredibly I've seen that one yeah yes i mean there are issues there yes yes there are and then hairspray is amazing yeah i forgot she was in hairspray chicago you have obviously seen yeah um that's a We'll go through her full IMDb right now, just like a checklist. No, yeah, she, she's she got such like a movie star presence, especially in that era of film. Like she just was it. I'm just noticing that you're wearing a Harley Davidson shirt. This is as masculine as I get. Wow, butch queen. I am, uh, it was free and I just <laughs> needed a comfy shirt to wear today. Did you get it when you bought your motorcycle? Yeah. yeah, I'm just going to go blazing around the neighborhood and do some wheelies after this. Some donuts. I don't know. I don't know motorcycles. I think that's it for today, Joshua. Honestly, I think I think we covered a lot. Came Maybe in today too much. And we were like, let's just, let's just talk. I think I texted you and I said, let this be chaotic. And it was. Everyone right now is like, wait, so what were they? What? What is this podcast? It's Loves It. It is Loves It. And I just, again, as always... Follow us on Instagram. Remember to like and subscribe on wherever you are listening to podcasts. I think, you know, I can't say this now. I said next episode, but we're almost at a thousand total listens, which is really beautiful to see. And if you ever want us to watch something, just DM us on Instagram. I will respond in two to three days. We got a recommendation this morning from a listener. And we won't spoil it, but the title is crazy and we're going to watch it this week. (laughs) Yes. It is on the list. So we want to know <laughs> what you want us to watch. Oh, all right, Joshua. All right. Well, I'm going to go on my motorcycle now and just go into the horizon. Go rev that engine. I will. And I hope that you rev your engine as well, whatever that may be. <laughs> I will. I'll talk to you later. Bye.